Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, welcome to the program, uh, to Bible Talk, that is. And you can call with any question that is on your mind. Anything that you want to talk about is welcome here. So you can pack the phone lines with your very own questions. All you've got to do is give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to be here with all of you. All right, so all you got to do is call. It's uh, uh, up for you, up for grabs today, okay? An open air Tuesday, that's right. If you've got something about the Bible that you would like to talk about, that you would like to discuss, all you've got to do, my friends, is give me a call and keep this program jumping, all right? That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and uh, I see that uh, uh, Nathan from Ferndale is uh, waiting, want to get to him. I think uh, there was an inquiry he made yesterday concerning uh, the law, and are we still under the law? Well, we're going to uh, look at that. Uh, I think he was the inquirer that was dealing with that, Uh, and so we'll be going to him, but remember, whatever question you have about the Word of God is welcome here, and I won't throw out any, I will not bother you. I will not throw out any challenges unless you guys just stop calling. That's, 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 that I will challenge you like crazy because we must keep our discussions going on this particular show, our theological and our biblical discussion. So remember that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk uh, with Pastor Emery Moss. Get your Bibles right in place uh, here on the Bible Talk program. Right, it's your program, not mine, so why don't you start those calls and get them coming in? All right, so uh, Nathan, I'm, 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 I think I'm ready for you. I think that uh, uh, Marcus is still dealing. Marcus, are we ready for Nathan? Uh, he's, he's still talking to him, I think, on uh, the line here, so we'll just wait a little while for him to come. Uh, 
And to deal with this whole subject, dealing with the law, uh, the Old Testament law versus uh, the New Testament is what we're looking at here. Uh, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say uh, concerning the law? Are we still under the law? That becomes the question that's on the table. Are we under the Old Testament law? Now, what happens is it doesn't matter what a person's opinion is on this, right? The important thing is what does the Bible actually say and teach about it, right? So that's where we're going to be going. Let's see if we can't talk to uh, Nathan right now. How are you doing, Nathan? Yes, can you hear me? I sure can hear you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I, my question was, are we under the new covenant, and who is the new covenant for? And I ask you to illustrate with Scripture. All right. And that's the only way to do it. I mean, what you've asked is exactly right, because uh, basically it must be based on the Bible and an interpretation of the Bible. Now, what happens, of course, uh, sometimes even after you go to the Bible, uh, people will go somewhere else rather than go to the passage that is there. Cause, uh, and I can understand people being hard in their beliefs. Uh, but let me show you what the Bible has to say about this particular uh, subject. Uh, let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 3 is where we should start out with this. Where uh, there's other places we yeah. could go, but seemingly in Galatians, in my estimation, it makes it uh, 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 really clear in Paul's writings concerning this. So let's go to Galatians. And in Galatians uh, chapter 3, here's what Paul writes. And, uh, and then you can just tell me uh, basically what you think about uh, these particular scriptures that, uh, that we're going to be uh, uh, looking at here. Uh, where over in Galatians, uh, 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 Paul seems to give uh, a lot of, uh, uh, make a lot of discussion concerning this and uh, to tell us uh, uh, basically uh, where we should be Hello? concerning, yes, where we should be concerning uh, uh, this whole thing. Where he says in uh, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 6, all right, looking at Abraham. Do you have it, Nathan? Yeah, I, okay. I get that. Yeah. Okay. It he, says, even Galatians, as, what? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 6, where he says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness, because he believed God. Then at verse 7, Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So those that are of the faith, are the same, the same. Those that are of the faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So those who exercise faith in God. Now, here as Abraham writes, Abraham was a Gentile before he was a Jew. He became a Jew through circumcision, as we know. says in verse 8, And the scripture foreseeing okay, that God would justify uh, them through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. So the gospel was preached to Abraham, the scripture says. Now let me ask you this, just to think about it, Nathan, with me, Nathan. How was the gospel preached unto Abraham? Well, I couldn't answer that question because my question was about the new covenant. Oh, we're about to get there. That's exactly what we're about to discuss. But in order to do that, we've got to examine the scriptures going into it. 
What do they mean? Because it's all about a biblical exploration. What does it mean when it says in the scripture foreseeing that God would justify uh, the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham? I mean, we've got to interpret that verse. What does it mean when it says, and this is in the Bible. So what does it mean when it says the gospel was preached to Abraham? Well, the gospel is uh, the good news to the children of Israel. Because that's where the Messiah in Luke 4 and 4 said, he goes back and he says that, he said, uh, he found the place in the book of Isaiah where it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, now let me tell you this. I hear you. Thank you for that. Now, let me ask you this question. So the gospel wasn't preached to anybody else? According to the Messiah in 4, it said uh, Abraham is a—when his name was changed, that means that the Most High had adopted him in as a—the father of the nation of Israel because the promise— I didn't ask you that. I asked you this question. I hear you. I know the history, believe me. But was was the gospel— preached to everyone or just to uh, the Jews? The gospel was only preached to the children of Israel. So that's only to the Jews? That's, in other words, no only other nation? The, uh, I didn't, say, then, I didn't then, say Jew because the word Jew is dealing with one of the houses of Israel. Okay, I see you. I got you. Well, well what about this, though? What about this scripture here? I'm just a person reading the Bible here. Uh, and it says uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus, now out of his mouth, where he says, uh, Go you therefore and teach all nations. Okay? In fact, let me start at verse uh, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, uh, and teaching them to observe all things whichsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So when he says, go therefore and teach all nations, what does he mean? Well, you'd have to go to the, the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, where it says, Now there will gather at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Uh-huh. So the children of Israel out of every nation were well, there on the day of Pentecost. Only the Holy Ghost was only poured out to the children of Israel who had come together on the Feast of Pentecost because that takes you back to Isaiah 28 because the first testament is only to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was, um, let me ask you this. Isn't the book of Hebrews the one that tells you about the new covenant, Hebrews 8? Well, what happens is Hebrews 8 and also other other passages as well. For instance, over in uh, 13 and 46, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God first uh, should first have been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you, now this is what happened. He's talking to the Jews, okay? He says, uh, uh, spoken unto you, but seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the 
Gentiles. Okay? Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. This is Acts chapter 13, verse 46. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Verse 48, And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now, there is no way, with my eyes looking right at, right at this scripture, that I can be convinced, not me, now, maybe someone else, and I wouldn't know why, that the Gentiles were not also included in the gospel message, when right here, that's what it's saying. And well, you, that, that, that's a direct quote from the book of Isaiah. But, and it's also a direct quote from the book of Acts. And you can see that the Gentiles are included. But, 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 the, pre, but the precept is Isaiah because the northern kingdom, because they had wholly given themselves over that to That has idolatry. nothing to do with this passage. You're going to a total different situation. Let me read it again. This is not dealing with uh, what was in the Old Testament. This is the New. And even in the this Old Testament, I, it talks about, even in the Old Testament, it talks about uh, the gospel being preached to the Gentiles. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. So right here, Nathan, in my eyesight of it, uh, it says that the Gentiles who believed were ordained to eternal life. And it says Gentiles there, not Jews. So all I want you to do is see where I'm coming from, that the passages that I bring forth, uh, 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 if I can't get an explanation for them, I'm done. That says the Gentiles. Okay? So definitely the, the salvation is, was given to the Jews and the Gentiles. But the message said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Right. In fact, in uh, Acts chapter 14, and it came to pass in Iconium, that they went both together unto the synagogues of the Jews and spake, and a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. That's what it says. The Jews and the Greeks believed. We see nowhere in the New Testament, unless you're going to use isolated scriptures, and we can look at hundreds of them, where uh, we don't see that the gospel was preached to the Jews and to the Gentiles. It's simply a matter of fact. Uh, in fact, a person would have to uh, blind their eyes to it, and, and that's what we see happening. Okay, uh, But if you look at the Bible in its totality, it's no way you can get around that particular fact. And also the question that was asked, and I think it's a legitimate question, are we under the New Testament or the Old Testament now? That, that's another thing that is very absolutely clear to me. Right? Uh, in terms of where we're at, I think the Bible uh, is clear on that as well. Where it says in Galatians, and this is Galatians, the third chapter, uh, in verse 21, looking at what Paul wrote, he's the writer here, it's the law then against the promises of God, God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But what happens is, he's saying here, righteousness couldn't be given by the law. Verse 20, 22, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, before faith, that's faith in Christ came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be forgiven. I mean, I'm sorry, afterwards be revealed. Verse 24, wherefore, 
The law was our schoolmaster. That's what the law was, a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 27, now look at this. Okay, And, I, and this is just, I, I don't see how my mind can think anything else. Verse 27, for as many of you as have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. Then verse 28, look at what it says. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So, I'm sorry. I look at that and that's pretty clear to me. Uh, uh, all right. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any questions you have about the Word of God are welcome here. Call me up. I'm ready to talk to you. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. As America sits at a standstill, God is calling his people to action, to spread hope, light, and truth. If you've ever felt the tug to share your story by writing a Christian book, now is the time to embrace the stillness and put pen to paper. Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com, where we're linking arms with believers to heed the Great Commission and get Christian books into the hands of readers. That's ChristianAuthors.com, where we're amplifying truth to see lives changed. Get your free guide to Christian publishing today at ChristianAuthors.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo sent a stern and public rebuke to China, calling it to end horrific and dehumanizing abuses. According to an Associated Press, which interviewed multiple sources, China's government has been forcing abortion and sterilization, among other appalling punishments, on what it believes to be undesirable segments of their population. Birth rates in the regions of Hotan and Kashgar have plummeted by over 60%. This comes at a time when China is battling to end an out-of-control downward spiral of its overall population. 
It's no surprise the Chinese government is calling this accusation fabricated, but its lengthy record on human rights violations is horrifyingly clear. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Great to be talking to all of you. If you've got any questions about the Word of God, you can call them in, uh, and uh, I'm open for that right now. In fact, uh, uh, Nathan, I want to talk to him again. Hello, Nathan. Yes, my phone, either I hung up or you hung up. What happened? Well, Well, you're back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. uh, what's okay, on your but, mind? Uh, but Acts thirteen forty seven, the precept for that is Isaiah forty nine. If you can turn there and read it, he's talking about Israel there. Really? Yeah, Acts forty nine verse six. But, but Isaiah forty nine verse six. Okay, well uh, let's look at Acts. Uh, at, are you saying in at Acts forty nine? Isaiah, Isaiah forty nine verse six. Forty-nine verse six. Okay, what it's, is it? It's, the, it's almost a direct quote uh-huh. when when Luke writes it about those uh, apostles. He's to, he's quoting Isaiah forty-nine verse six. And what it says is, and he said, "It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob." So what that's saying is that actually, if that's if that's all that's being done, is Jacob. Or Israel is being dealt with. That's well, a well, light keep, thing. Let me finish, reading, though. Don't, I am. Please. I am. But let me interpret as I go. Don't cut me okay. off. Okay. Okay. I'll be okay, nice to you. Okay. Let's talk. For, in other words, I do not mind a debate at all. But it's got to be a fair debate. Where I talk, you listen. Okay. You talk, I listen. Okay. And we try not to preach too long. Okay. Here in uh, Isaiah 49 and 6. And he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob. So what that's saying is that, you know, if that's all, that's not enough. Because remember, Abraham was supposed to bless all the nations. says this then, and to restore and uh, the preserved of Israel. It does restore the reserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that, they, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. So right there, I'm sorry when I look at it, just what it says. I will also give thee, he's already mentioned Jacob, which is Israel, I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. So it looks to me like no matter how you try to cut it, that the Gentiles are included. Well, when I was asking you about the new covenant, if you could go to Hebrews 8, verse 8, Uh and directly address that particular portion of the new covenant. Okay, but what do you say about? He I hear you. I hear you. But what do you say about what we just uh, read here, where you took me in Isaiah? 
Well, definitely. I mean, if you look at that one, that was one that uh, was talking about definitely the Jews, but also salvation unto the ends of the earth, and it mentions the Gentiles. So, Well, when the children of Israel backslid, mm-hmm. they were considered Gentiles. When they backslid, they so were considered when, Gentiles. And when they began to worship idolatry and participate in sorcery and all those things, they were no longer considered Israel because they had taken on a Gentile mentality. Uh, show me so, where it says that in the Bible, wh- though. Pardon me? Uh, show me where it says that in the Bible, though. Right here. Where, 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 when he said, uh, and he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, which is Israel. Mm-hmm. So when you go back to the book of Acts, Go back to the book of Acts uh, 13 and 47, and you'll see, you'll see the connection. No, well, actually, I'm there already because, says, because that doesn't show it. But I'm there. I'm at let, Acts let, 13. Let, if, if I may demonstrate. Sure. Uh-huh. 47 says, For so hath the Lord commanded us. That word us is dealing with those men that the 13th chapter was talking about which were those apostles. He said he commanded us, us. And the split between the northern and southern tribes of Israel, you had uh, 10 in the north and two in the south, the reunification, even the woman at the well who was an Israelite told the Messiah, hey, what you being of the tribe of Judah have to do with us Samaritans? Okay, so then Nathan, now I'll tell you, you don't, you, we're going all into the, I have to, I have some other callers, otherwise, now, what I would love to do to you, in fact, I'll even leave my number, we can talk personally, but you're not dealing with okay. Acts chapter 13. Here's what Acts chapter okay, 13 what, says. Okay, what's your number? Okay, okay, okay let me talk, let me, get to the, let me get to the scripture here, though, first, Acts 13, uh, where it says in verse 44, and the next Sabbath day came also the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitude, these were Jews. They were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul. The Jews here were coming against the things that Paul was was preaching, contradicting and blaspheming. Verse 46, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. He was saying that to the Jews, just like it says in Romans 1.16, To the Jew first, then to the Gentile. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, listen to this. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now that's the Gentiles. Now, I'll tell you, the cows can come home today, they can come home tomorrow. Never can it change me from the plain reading of that text. I would have to be in some group that didn't show me all the scriptures, because definitely that is saying that the Jews at this point that he's speaking to, you see it right in the text, rejected it, not to say that there's not Jews that did accept, because Paul was a Jew himself, but then it will be a light unto the Gentiles. And that's not talking about Jews, that's talking about Gentiles. So unless I can get a different explanation of what is right before my eyes, don't go anywhere else. Deal right with that text. 
Ben, uh, I'm, I'm sorry we just we just come to me and you have just come to some different conclusions. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> sorry, that is very clear in the text. Okay, uh, but of course, all of these texts have to be switched around. If you want to say that uh, we're dealing with just Hebrew, and I'm sure here what we're talking about once again is the Hebrew Israelites. But you can see that uh, definitely the Bible talks about being a light to the Gentiles. That means the Jews and the Gentiles. And so I see the technique that is used is every time, no matter what the Scripture says, uh, always the Jews are involved. In fact, it looks like Gentiles sometimes have to become Jews. It's very interesting. But it's not uh, biblical and based on a... A sound biblical interpretation. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. If you've got a question about the Bible, please call. Uh, got to deal, Glad to deal with your questions, any inquiry that you have. Uh, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. The phone lines are open. Uh, uh, we've got another caller about to uh, to come on the air here. I'm glad to talk to him, Gary. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Okay. And I'm uh, going to go to the phone lines and talk to uh, Gary. How you doing, Gary? Gary, are you on the air? Uh-oh, looks like a... Uh... Oh, don't know what happened. All right, Pastor Gary. Moss, can you hear me? I yeah. can't hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, I'm trying to do better. Maybe I have to move around. Okay. Well... My questions come from the well, book my, of Wait, Acts, before you ask a question, I've got a question for you, Gary. You can help me a lot here. Because well, you, can I give me my yeah, question? Yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this time, uh, the, 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 radio host has, the radio host has a prerogative. Okay? Would you say I have to switch ears? A, a big pardon? Sometimes I hear better out of one ear than another. Oh, I know. Okay. Last time you were on, I'm just curious. You said that an angel never extor- ex- uh, ex- uh, escorted someone into heaven. And I was wondering about that. Okay, you want to go on that question right there? Yeah, because that's what you said. But yet over well, in Luke chapter 16, right, verse 22, and I'm looking straight at the Bible here. Okay, if you Okay, s- you know how when people say they die, they go wait to heaven. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let and me, an angel let, takes uh, them? I'm listen, trying to get a place please, where I can Gary, hear you. Please, Gary. Let me read the scripture, okay? Can you Luke, hear me? I hear you fine. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. You can't hear me? No. Really? I'm moving around. I'm trying to get a place where I can hear you. I'm outside. Okay. You, can you hear me now? I hear you. I'm not hearing you good. I don't know it's the volume. My volume's up on my phone. Oh, okay. Well, you have to call me back when you get a better connection if you can't hear me. Let's see. Well, let me go outside. What I'm saying, the scripture you want to give, I have another question, but I'll do that later. But I want to deal with, let me have a prerogative. If you compare Matthew 24. No, let me me ask you a question, And then Mark 13. Gary, Gary, I have a question to ask you, okay? Is that all right with you? When the Lord comes back, I said this. Gary, I have a question to ask you. Gary, I have a question to ask you. You you see that in Mark? 24 and <laughs> Gary, can you hear me? 13. Can you hear me? Better now, yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. You said that yeah. angels don't come to 
escort people to heaven when they die. That's what you said last time you were on the program. Do you remember that? I said there's nowhere in the Bible except one place, and they got it wrong, where angels take people to heaven. Well, it, well, what happened to you? So the Bible got it wrong? Yes. Where's that Let place at? Where's that place at? What happened was somebody gave Mark some information. Either they re- gave him no. the wrong information or it was translated wrong where is the place because at? he misunderstood. Where is the place at where it was wrong? Okay, look at Mark 13. No. Well, what happens is this. There's a place in the Bible, it's not Mark, where we see an angel taking someone into heaven. All right? Okay, in Mark 13, it no, says the in, angels... In, in, take, in, no, in when Luke, the Lord comes in to Luke, earth, have you seen that? Gary, in Luke chapter 16, okay? Verse You're in Luke now? Yep, I'm in Luke. I don't want to go to Luke right now. I know you don't, but I do. You're right, I know no, you don't. There's three verse 21, cases. Oh, now I hear you better. Gary, okay, go ahead. Okay, Gary, here we go. And they're talking about Lazarus and the, and, the, and, the, and the rich man here. We're looking at this. Designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died and was buried. So here we see an angel escorting someone into Abraham's bosom. Okay. Yeah, the one man went to hell, and the other one went to paradise, and paradise is not he- heaven. Well, that, well, yeah, the upper compartment of it, even if you go to the upper compartment, is heaven. Paradise is a different place than heaven. Not necessarily so. But still, what we have here is an angel doing the carrying. That's only a, a rare occasion. I beg pardon, rare occasion? That's not a usual occasion. But what happens is this. Regardless of whether a carrying... That was only for two men. Got, here's the thing, though. What you said was, and that's just why I wanted to talk to you. You said, when yeah, you it, I believe it's literal too. Gary, I believe it, Luke sixteen Gary, is literal. Gary, you got to be really not, fair here. You said it doesn't happen. That's what you said. It does not happen. Okay, and then you see that it does happen, and you say something else. Got to be clear, my friend. Crystal clear. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Let's go to Cosmo in Leonard, Michigan. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you, Pastor Moss? Great. How are you doing? Good. Good. So I'm calling to ask about a, a scripture you talked about in your with the gentleman you first talked to today. And something I've always been a little confused about what it means is um, that last part there in Galatians chapter 3, where it says the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ. Now, is that is that discussing for everyone just to see the law, realize how much of a sinner they are, so they know that they need Christ, or is that is that talking about it being like an overseer over Israel to like keep them safe until Christ came? Well, what what happens is I think that you're on the uh, on the right track. Uh, there's a purpose that the law had, and that purpose uh, was uh, to do this, which says over in Romans chapter three, and this is what it says. Uh, and pa- once again, Paul, very eloquently, he writes about this, says, and we'll start at Romans chapter uh, 3 and verse 19. Now we, know that the, now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law. Now look at the, what the law does. That every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. Then verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. In his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Okay? The purpose of the law was to, definitely we should try to keep it, but the purpose of it was to show you 
that you, the only way that you could get to heaven is actually through Jesus Christ because nobody can keep the law. It wasn't that the law was bad, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the ultimate purpose of it was to bring us to Jesus Christ. That is why you see uh, this, which is hard to get around. People just have to ignore it. Uh, they see this verse, and if it comes against their theology, they ignore it. But over in uh, Galatians chapter 3, this is powerful, where it says in verse 21, For the law, uh, is the law against the promises of God? God forbid. For all that hath, uh, for if there had been a law given, which could have given life, notice that, if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been of the law. Look at this, though, verse 22. But the scripture has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given uh, to them that believe. Then, verse 23, but before faith came, before faith came, we were kept under the law. Now, what does that tell you about the law, Cosmos? Um, it sounds like to me, it, maybe it's both. So we are kept under the law. So it says before faith came, we had a law that, that was a good thing to follow if you do your best to follow. But really the ultimate purpose of it was to look at it, realize, oh man, there, I'm such a transgressor of this law. There's no way I can be saved. I must fall on the Savior to save me. Right, right, but also your, your book for, for a... Israel to have something to, you know, I mean, I'm sure the law, when you followed it, when you tried to follow it, it, it made your life a little better, I imagine. Uh-huh. But, you, but write your book because you're right on. You're right on. That's what it says in verse 23. It's no way around it. But before faith came, you yeah. can see the language. It's, it's past tense here, right? But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Before faith came, that's faith in Christ, we were kept under the law shut up under the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Then verse 24, which is really clear, wherefore the law was. Notice it doesn't say the law is. It says, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that he that we might be justified by what? Faith. And then, Cosmo, mm -hmm. on top of that, verse 25, but after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Right. After that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So what does that say we are no longer under? The law. The law. No longer under the law. No that's, longer. I think what the whole thing of Galatians was, right? They were these Judaizers were trying to tell the Gentiles they had to be Jews to be Christians. And Paul was tearing into them. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, now we are still under law, but the law that we're under now is the law of Christ. Over in Galatians chapter mm -hmm. six, uh, verse uh, one, where it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself also, lest thou be tempted, bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Hang on, Cosmos. I want to talk to you. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. 
Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. In small business, competition can be brutal. Over 90% of your potential customers read online reviews before buying. If your company's online reputation doesn't reflect how your customers feel about your business, then your competitor is getting the sale. If you're going to win the battle, you have to manage your company's online reputation. Reviews911.net wants to offer you a free trial of our online reviews management platform that you can have up and running in about five minutes. You'll learn how to replace bad reviews with good ones and how current reviews can make you show up at the top of local search results. Improve your customer's brand experience and get more reviews on the sites that matter most, like Google, Yelp, Facebook, and all the rest, so that new customers will find you first. Win the Small Business Slugfest when you text WIN to 411411. Reviews 911.net. Text the word WIN to 411411 to get your free trial today. Text WIN to 411411. Text WIN to 411411. Chris McCourtney for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies. Everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants, but the strategies you need, well, as a small business owner, you're on your own. Enter Salem Surround. We're more than products. We design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else, branded audio. How about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics, lead them down the customer journey, and introduce them to you tell your story sell your product with branded audio you're tired of digital products being pitched at you it's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner let's talk about your strategy today go to salemsurrounddetroit.com that's salemsurrounddetroit.com In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. Forgotten Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Got two callers on the line, Cosmos, and then uh, we've got uh, someone in Redford. We're going to wrap up with Cosmos. Uh, Cosmo, anything else on your mind, my friend? Um, Nope, nope. You answered my question, so uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your question indeed, and the question and inquiries of any of you that call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to uh, Anonymous in Redford. Hello, Anonymous. Oh, good evening. Hello. Reverend Moss. Uh-huh. I, can I, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? 
Now I can, Still yes. can, huh? Can you hear me now? Yes, my name is May. I'm sorry about that. Okay. I do have a question, though. Or uh, I've met someone that believes not the entire Bible. I don't think you can be saved without believing the entire Bible. There are parts of the Bible they disagree with, and the rest they, they believe. Uh, how does that work? Well, I tell you what, if you uh, believe that there's parts of the Bible that are wrong, then you don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God. And, Thank you. And so I, I mean, would say yes. to you That's that... What I, I had to ask you, I'm not a, a pastor, I don't know the entire Bible like you do, Oh. <laughs> but I believe what I, you have to, I don't understand the whole Bible yet, <laughs> well, but listen, nobody I believe does. the whole I'm still, Bible. I'm still studying too, there's a lot to learn in the Bible. In fact, uh, once you think you know it all, then you're done, because there's always something <laughs> yeah, new to I, learn. In the I love your show. But, I learned so much. I've One other thing, I've heard a pastor say you can repent from um, blasphemy the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that. Well, I don't believe it either, and the reason I don't believe it is because the Thank Bible you. doesn't teach it. It's all about what the Bible teaches. My opinion right. means absolutely nothing. But if you go over to Matthew chapter 12, and you 12. see what the uh, uh, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is and what it says, then I just don't know how you get around it. Thank uh, you. Where, what it says is this, Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. This is what Jesus said, right? And so I'm just reading yes. the Bible. He said, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Okay, so there is blasphemy that can be forgiven. Thank God, because before I became a Christian, I was kind of blasphemous, you know, laughed at Christians, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I did it. I'm like, forgive me, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. But it says, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Now, we need to ask ourselves the question, what is that? Well, it goes on to say, uh, whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Okay? Uh, it says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruits. Now, what had they done? Here's what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. It's described in this chapter. Jesus was doing miracles. He was casting demons out of people. And the Pharisees had nerve enough, and the religious leaders had nerve enough to say that Jesus was casting out demons by the power of the devil. Boom. That's yeah. it. So if every time you see something that God does and you attribute it to the devil, okay, you look at this universe that you know just didn't pop into existence, uh, you're committing blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, the Pharisees and the Sadducees largely were unsaved. So many believe that this is a sin that only an unbeliever uh, can commit because they have to deny everything that God does. Uh, but, but definitely uh, there is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, and that is an unforgivable sin. Okay? That is what the Bible says. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's what I... So, very, so he was wrong. I, I thought so, but I didn't challenge him because he is a pastor, so well, but I I'm really you, appreciate pastors, you taking my call, pastors, and I pastors will should, continue I to listen. Something. Pastors should be challenged. We should be challenged, uh, I would say, uh, politely, <laughs> but definitely <laughs> we should be challenged, just like your doctor. You have a right to challenge your doctor, your lawyer, 
uh, or anyone. So yeah, uh, you fact, know, but I think sometimes they have more background than I do. And no, well, yeah, that's true. But nobody knows everything, and so therefore, iron sharpens iron. And uh, you uh, you can be surprised at how questions that people can ask you, regardless of your level of uh, of uh, education, can help you. Uh, so for me, I'm uh, I'm open. Okay, the truth thank is in the Bible. So I thank God for all the um, uh, uh, for all the uh, friends I have and uh, people who ask me questions. It helps helps to sharpen me too. But understand this: nobody knows everything about the Bible. So all we can yes, do is the best first, we can. And, and yes, I learned that something. The first question I asked you about just uh, that frightened me because you you don't you you have to be saved. You have to believe the Bible to be saved, and and you want to be saved for eternal life. But they believe they cannot believe. Well, it's real sad but to hear pastors I, say something like that because the Bible is so clear, you know, and that and those are the kind of churches that I have to leave and, uh, and also criticize because it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God it is. and it's possible it is. for doctrine, I, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So, right. so I'm with you. I don't see how a person could be you know, saved and a believer in Jesus Christ if they don't believe the Bible. All right, listen, I, could, I wish I could talk to you later. I've got to uh, take a break and we'll be right back. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. A sweeping new national security law has gone into effect in Hong Kong, effectively ending the one country, two systems promise that had long governed its relationship with mainland China. The new law cements China's authoritarian rule over Hong Kong and limits many freedoms of the people there. For example, the law criminalizes a number of protest activities in Hong Kong if they are directed at the Chinese Communist Party or the Chinese government. It also sets up a unit within the Hong Kong police force that has the power to search properties and perform warrantless covert surveillance, all while using security personnel from the mainland. We've gotten used to scenes of democratic protesters in the streets of Hong Kong fighting for their rights and freedoms. Such scenes are now unlikely, given the severe penalties that the Chinese government will impose on many such activities. It's the sad end of an era in Hong Kong. The Chinese government's actions demonstrated they are committed to hegemonic control of their neighborhood. I'm Lan He Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today, preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the news talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. 
That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Great to have been with you, uh, and uh, definitely, it's always a great thing to do uh, when we are talking about the Word of God. Uh, Definitely, we appreciate your calls, all of them. I like callers that agree with me. And I also like callers that disagree with me as well, because what happens as long as we are talking, let us say, in a uh, in as comfortable a fashion as we can, we're getting some information out there. But we need to recognize this. The Bible is the answer, and the Bible must be interpreted correctly. Uh, and we've been dealing, by the way, with uh, a lot of uh, Hebrew-Israelite thought here. In many cases, uh, black Hebrew Israelites are quite popular, and there's some things that they say that uh, don't represent the Word of God, and pretty much, uh, regardless of what you show them, they will turn away from it to something else, and we have to be aware of that. They have a right to do that, uh, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't help us much in terms of really understanding what the uh, Scriptures have to say, Uh, because there is no way that the gospel was just presented to the Jews. No way. I've heard that. It just, the Bible doesn't say it. It doesn't flow logically from the text. Uh, it doesn't flow logically from uh, what uh, the Apostle Paul, who himself was Jewish, uh, said himself. Uh, because we see, uh, uh, for instance, here in uh, Acts chapter 28, verse 24, where when Paul was uh, preaching, in fact, preaching uh, to Jews, uh, in fact, I want to start earlier. Let's go to verse 22, where it says, But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest, for as concerning this sect, okay, we know, and this is what the Jews were saying, concerning this uh, sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. And when they had appointed him a day, that was Paul, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God. Now, this is when uh Paul was basically in prison, but the Roman government gave him some freedom. They even had a a little place to dwell in, but he still was in captivity. But they did allow him to talk to to people and to talk to uh, Jews. It says, uh, and he was able to preach, says, expounding uh, and testifying the kingdom of God 
persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning until evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our father. Verse 26, saying, Go you unto this people, and say, Hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. Okay? He says, Be it known. Now look at this. Verse 28, Be it known therefore unto you that salvation, the salvation of God, is sent unto the Gentiles, and they will hear it. Okay? The Jews at that time, when Paul was preaching in the first century, as a group, there still were Jews who got saved, but the, uh, the biggest number of them rejected the gospel. So at verse 28, it can't get clearer than this, Be it known therefore unto you that salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and they will hear it. Salvation was never just meant for the Jews. Please, okay, get out of that cult mentality. It was meant for the whole world, Jews and Gentiles. And that was a part of the Abrahamic covenant as well. All right, this is Pastor Amy Moss. If you like Bible talk, you like the interaction we have here with Open Bible, why don't you send donations to support us at P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We would appreciate it very much. God bless all of you. Keep tuning in to this radio station, the best Christian radio station you can find here on 1500 WLQV. This is Pastor Mars. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.